I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU Radio News. Mostly clear tonight and a low of 51. Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed 90 bills into law. They range from requiring large music venues to have Narcan on hand in case someone overdoses to eliminating any mention in the death penalty in state statutes. One from Representative Amy Ellick of Alton makes September 17th Constitution Day in schools. Constitution Day celebrates the U.S. Constitution and also new U.S. citizens. The U.S. Department of Ed states that schools that receive federal funds are required to provide education about the U.S. Constitution each year, but we found that it wasn't in the school code. Another replaces pronouns like his and hers with the child and replaces mother with person who gave birth in several state statutes that deal with children. There's a terif- another um, law prohibiting utilities from shutting off a customer's electricity or gas because of overdue bills if the temperature is over 90 or there is a heat watch or advisory. Governor Pritzker signed a first-of-its-kind law prohibiting book banning in Illinois. The law requires public and school libraries to adopt the American Library Association's Bill of Rights, which says books should not be removed because of partisan or personal disapproval. Libraries that don't will no longer be eligible for state funding. Secretary of State Alexei Janulius championed the law. Just because books aren't burned in a local town square doesn't make restricting public access to them any more acceptable. Parents, and only parents, have the right and the responsibility to restrict their children's and only their children's access to library resources. Governor Pritzker says there were 67 attempts to ban books last year in Illinois. Former Governor Bruce Rauner is back in Springfield for the unveiling of his official portrait. It's a tradition for each governor to have their portrait hung at the state capitol after they've left office. Rauner's features the former governor standing in a navy suit with a light blue shirt and no tie. At the unveiling, he commented on the pin he's wearing on his lapel in the picture. I wore that pin every day that I was in office. That is an out, a shape of the state of Illinois with the Illinois state flag on it. And to me, that was what it was all about, working for all the people of Illinois. Rauner currently lives in Florida. He returns to Illinois each September for dove hunting season. Starting in October, several hundred thousand Illinois SNAP recipients expect to lose their SNAP benefits because they won't have the necessary work hours to qualify anymore. The change is part of pandemic-related budget concessions hammered out in Congress. At the nonprofit Feeding Illinois, Executive Director Steve Erickson says he doesn't like to see any employment requirements tied to food benefits, and he points out those aren't the only barriers to receiving benefits in Illinois. Their income guidelines, there's a lot of folks that need help that are eligible for SNAP. There's about a third of the population that uh, is in that gap, but I personally think the biggest barrier is just access to Internet and the ability to help themselves to the benefits that are available through the IDHSA platform. Apart from SNAP changes, the USDA estimates the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, or WIC, will need an additional $615 million in fiscal year 2024 in order to meet that program's expanding caseload. New bipartisan legislation in Congress aims to fix the number one challenge facing the next generation of American farmers, access to land. The Increasing Land Access, Security, and Opportunities Act in the U.S. House would authorize $100 million over 10 years to help beginning farmers gain access to the credit needed to purchase farmland. Holly Rapon butler of the Young Farmers Coalition says it would be a historic investment. This next generation really needs needs help because it's it's really difficult to break into this field and to have 
enough money to compete with non-farming buyers. Rafon Butler says close to 40% of farmland in the U.S. is expected to change ownership in the next few decades and that federal aid is needed to ensure that land remains in agriculture, which in turn ensures a stable food supply and greater economic stability in rural areas. I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU Radio News.